Hey guys, Michael here. Uh, let me take a break from gaming real fast to tell you about MultiplayerSquad.com. The Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is an independent podcast, which means we depend on listener support to do what we do every single week. So if you're really enjoying what you're hearing and the content we're putting out, consider supporting the show. We also give you extra perks like bonus episodes, which are really cool. It's really just a bunch of fun banter and all kinds of cool stuff, and we talk about random things. So if you want to support the show, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com and get started right now. All right, on to the show! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads with day jobs who love gaming, and we release podcasts every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. If you like what we do and you want additional content on top of that, while also helping fund our show, you can also get access to the Squadcast, which is a 30-minute bonus episode that releases twice every month on the first and third Tuesday. If you want to sign up for that and help the show, you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com. We'd also love if you would rate our podcast five stars, leave a written review, and follow us on socials at MultiplayerPod. Today is Thursday, which means it's time to get twiggy with it. It's time for This Week in Gaming, where we discuss recent gaming news stories. I am your host, Paul, and as always, I have my co-hosts. Coming up first, would you kindly introduce yourself, Josh? Getting twiggy with it. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I can't say no, Paul, when you say that. So No, you can't. You can't. Spoilers. <laughs> is it is it a spoiler for a game that's been like 20 it, years old now? Yeah, I think so. I think those who get the reference will appreciate it. We've already spoiled that on the show in the past. <laughs> but maybe if there's anyone out there who doesn't get it, we'll we'll not totally spoil it for them. All right, and then joining us I think he was just talking to himself because I overheard him say something about sneaky little hobbitses. It's Michael. Hobbitses. <laughs> I wish I could do a good impression there. Um, do- yeah. No, I can't, though. But I do. I mean, I, I'm a Gemini, so I do sometimes have conflicted things in my mind where I got to pick a certain path. So maybe I'm Smeagol today. Maybe I'm Golem tomorrow. Uh, maybe I'm Frank and Ernest the next day. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we've got some pretty interesting news stories to talk about this week. We've got some interesting free games that were available. We've got some games that are releasing in the near future. I, I, I think we should kick things off talking about The Cycle Frontier. All right, now, this is a game that is launching, in quotes, if you want to call it that. It's technically a relaunch, but it is launching on June 8th which is less than a week away from the time this episode releases. And we have a long history with The Cycle, which was the first iteration of the game. That actually released back in 2019. Josh, I'm sure you remember, you and I did a deep dive of that with Todd, who was the host of the show at the time. And I feel like we played so much of The Cycle back in early 2020 it was like the only game that we played for a couple months, and I feel like we have a lot of really positive memories of the cycle back then. Wasn't that game like at one point in our top ten? I feel well, like it was, dude. 
It definitely was because I looked and it was the eleventh game that we covered, and I think at the time we had it rated like number three or four. It was, was really high up there. I mean, exactly what I said, Paul. Yeah, every game <laughs> was a top ten game with the, when we did the first yes. nine games. All right. Well, number of game reviews aside, I we freaking loved the cycle. It was phenomenal. It was so good, and I don't remember who found it. I think it was you, Paul, or your son James. Was it, it was James. Yeah, James was like, I think, nine at the time and had seen a trailer and wanted to play it. And he showed it to me. And next thing I knew, like everyone in our friend group was playing it because it was the first game that I remember seeing that combined PvP and PvE elements into a singular game. It was not like getting into World of Warcraft and you could choose to do Battlegrounds or something like that. This was actually a game that blended both together into one single thing and we really loved that concept it worked phenomenally it was free to play you could play squad based which was great you could play solo as well right didn't they only have solo or squad the map was incredible movement was great you had these different suits that you could pick so you could kind of customize your play style you would earn credits throughout the game so that you could then go and buy guns afterwards and and you could you everybody had a gun that they liked um, it was, it was great. It was honestly the best game that nobody had heard about. We introduced it to many of our friends. Every time we were like, Hey, play this game and somebody pick it up. We'd run them through like how you play. And then they would instantly be hooked and just like, Hey, you guys want to play more of the cycle? Y'all got any more of that cycle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was like. And Michael, I, I know you're not the biggest PVP guy, And that was also why this style of game was a lot of fun, because you could go out as a squad, you could focus on PvE missions, if that's all you wanted to do, while your team would do PvP, and it was it was a lot of fun, but I'm guessing you probably never played it, Michael, because nobody did outside of me, Josh, and like 27 other people. Right, and that's uh, it's funny, because (laughs) I actually look at this game, and I like the idea of a PvPvE, which is what it's listed as, and I'm like... yeah. I don't even know what that means, but there's a PvE <laughs> part of that that sounds like fun. And I, I like some PvP. You know, like in World of Warcraft, I did like um, a Rathy Basin or whatever it was. You know, when you go through oh, and I you're, you're a group Basin. of 20 or 25 people, you're doing PvP, but you're also doing PvE, which I liked. And so my mind automatically thinks that's the cycle is something like that. Now, my question, though, for you guys, this is the part that I, I just I just looked at our top 72 games. And I, I yeah. feel like I need to introduce a new segment or something like that where I just say, the spotlight's on you now. Why is this game, if you guys just heralded it, number <laughs> oh. 62? It's one spot above yeah. Escape from Tarkov on our well, official list. Ironically. What happened? <laughs> Funny you should ask that, Michael. <laughs> Michael, have you ever played a game that got patched into Oblivion? <laughs> because oh. that's literally what happened with this game. Did we talk they, they, about that on the when we re, when we re-ranked them? This is the game that you guys said, should we put it was the original before patches or something like that? It's, oh, it's moved down because of how much they've ruined the game. Ah. I think at each time we've reviewed the leaderboard, it's just dropped like another 20 <laughs> spots because we loved the original iteration. It was where we primarily played squad and there would be four squads of four. You would run around. The matches lasted, what, maybe 20 minutes? I feel like 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah. You would rack up victory points by running PvE missions, but then also if you ran across another squad, you could kill them. And if you died once, it would teleport you back to the beginning, and if you died a second time, you would be foamed 
where your character would turn into a foam statue no. and it would and then you were out. And we absolutely loved playing it. And then over time, they just kept taking out what made the game fun. They took out all the mechanics that made you move fast, and they yanked all of that. They changed the time to kill. Everything that kind of made the game entertaining, they just yanked out of the game. And and I think what they were trying to do is to find an audience because no one was playing it. So they're like, well, we got to change something. And they just really sucked all the fun out of it to the point where no one was playing it anymore. And they actually yanked the game entirely. You can no longer play the cycle. It's gone. And they pulled all the servers. They said, we're completely rebooting this game. We're going to make it entirely different and new. And it's going to have a new release date. So it's actually been down for quite a while. Uh, Josh, do you want to talk a little bit about what the cycle frontier actually is? So... uh... I really want to like this game because it was such a great game in the past. I like the the planet that you're on. There's some things that just work. The Cycle Frontier, they've copied Escape from Tarkov. A hundred percent, they've copied yeah. Escape from Tarkov. Now, famously, we despise Escape from Tarkov. It's not our <laughs> kind of game. I get that there's people out there that absolutely love it. I, I get that. If you love Tarkov, I'm very happy for you. I just don't like that aspect of gaming. I don't like losing everything that I have. It just, I get it. I love a challenge, but that makes it not fun for me. And then the 18 different levels of crouching, the four different levels of leaning around a corner, the control schemes, just terrible. It's not our type of game. And so I don't know why on earth when out of all the games that exist, the developers of the cycle went, let's copy escape from Tarkov. That'll work. And there might there might be some people who don't even know what Escape from Tarkov is. Do you want to talk a little bit about like what the oh, gameplay looks like? Escape from Tarkov is basically a first person shooter. You're dropped into a world with everybody else. It's not a battle royale because you can you go around you kill people and then you loot their stuff and then you can just extract. And if you extract from the map with that gear, you get to keep that gear for the next round. But if you die, everything you had on you when you die, you lose. So if you are absolutely geared out and some dude hiding in a bush, which I have done to somebody with a little (laughs) pistol, just sits there and camps and then blasts you with that pistol, they get everything you had. It's just infuriating for me. It was very buggy. It just wasn't like it's just not that fun of a game for us. And, you know, they call it like raiding in Tarkov, where it's like everybody's on this raid where you're just trying to kill people loot their stuff and then get out but it takes a little while to extract which is you know that's terrifying and stuff like that so there is it is adrenaline pumping i just don't really enjoy the gameplay loop that much and so the cycle has gone that route 100 percent i've seen some gameplay footage from the betas on this and it's you know there's some of the famous streamers i watched tim the tatman play it for a little while the gunplay is tight it the, the mechanics of this game are sound and that's the only thing that interests me at this point but i have zero interest in having 500 different things in my inventory nobody knows what they do you can get ganked and lose everything you're gonna wind up with this this like snowball effect where it's like if somebody's really good they're going to start a match with awesome weapons and if you're just starting a match with a pistol and you come up against that person it's not really even ground like can you kill somebody with just a pistol yes you can but the odds are not in your favor at that point 
I think your explanation, ex, ex, explanation. I almost said exclamation, explanation, <laughs> whatever. Your exploratory, expo, expo, expository teaching. Somebody, <laughs> somebody else take over. I've got to go lay down at this point. Um, <laughs> I feel like your explanation just now, like throughout this, this episode so far, I was actually kind of excited about this game, and now I just don't want to play it. Not even a little bit, which is funny because I saw that you start from the relative safety of an orbiting station. You go down to a planet. I'm like, this could be a game set in space. This could be really good. It could finally topple the best game ever set in space, which, of course, everyone knows is Elite Dangerous. Um, but mm. in this case, mm. like, it, it might actually <laughs> it might actually topple that game. But no, now it sounds like it's just not going to be fun at all. So I don't know. It, I, I will say this. I am drastically unexcited about the cycle frontier, but I will 100% play it just to give it a shot to see if maybe there's some of that magic there somehow. You know, it does. It's going to it's still going to maintain the PVE elements. And apparently one thing that they've done is they've really juiced up the PVE monsters to where there's almost like boss monsters that you have to fight now and they can wreck your team if you're not careful. So that sounds cool to me. There's the PVP element where, hey, you come across somebody, y'all start fighting. If you win, you get to take all their gear. Now you still have to extract with it. So that's exciting. I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not very optimistic at all, but maybe it will surprise us. So maybe there's a chance they kept some of those magical things in the first game that you guys loved about it and they were like, "Hey, we know that by taking things out here and there and just kind of patchworking the whole thing um didn't work, but now they're putting out this new re-release of the new game or whatever, however you want to call it, you know. Um that maybe they put some of that stuff back in there and also just revamped it, it might be good. I mean, I, I'm willing to try it out. I just, it'll be a very apathetic trial. Uh, okay, you guys are playing it. I'll play it too, sure. We try it out. Yeah, I mean, being free, we're going to have to give it a shot. Right. I played the first round of closed beta. I signed up for it. I played multiple rounds, and I just felt like, like crying the whole time because it was just so bad it was like oh, what man. did they do to my boy like you know this this game was great and they destroyed it and i had zero interest i didn't even try signing up for the second round of beta so i have zero expectations on it at all they took a game that had quick mechanics and fast movement and you were constantly running around the battlefield making it to where you shouldn't make noise you're stealthing around trying to collect materials and mine crystals off of cave walls and then try to extract and keep that gear. I, I, I found zero excitement and interest in it. Uh, I, I will still play it. I don't know what they've really changed since the first beta. I can't imagine it's a whole lot, but expectations for me really could not be any lower. Uh, but that one does release here this week on, what did I say, June 8th, I, I believe is the yeah. release date. So what we learn? What we learn from this? If it's not broke, don't fix it. If it is broke, also don't fix it, but just work on it for a couple of years and release it anyways. <laughs> well, I think one of the problems is the game, The Cycle, was an exclusive on Epic Game Store, and it never found its footing they were supposed to release on Steam, and then that got pushed back, and then by the time it was on Steam, the game was already DOA. So the Cycle Frontier is releasing on both Steam and Epic Game Store, which I think is critical to it, finding an audience. For me, I just don't get it. If you want to play a hardcore, sweaty game, you're going to play Tarkov, because the Cycle is very vibrant and bright. It almost looks like... 
I mean, not Nintendo style graphics at all, but it's, it's more akin to Zelda graphics, right? And that just does not lend well to hardcore mechanics. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just skeptical. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but clearly they weren't making money. They had to do something different. I'm just sad this is what it's, they chose. It's called advertising because they had a really good game. It just people didn't know about it. And now I feel yeah. like they have a not good game. What's so funny, I hate to keep beating this horse, but I somebody posted <laughs> on Reddit about the cycle was releasing. There was a trailer coming up, right? And I commented and I said, like, rip the cycle. We used to love this game. You know, I don't know why they changed it. And dude, like everybody echoed that sentiment they were like absolutely love the cycle when i found out about it i had a buddy tell me about it we had so much fun and then they changed it they patched it into oblivion like that's what we talk about they ruined the the they had a couple combinations that were very op and instead of just nerfing a what was it the rocket launcher thing remember people were sliding around and then jumping and shooting the rockets at you or whatever (laughs) it was the grenade launcher I, i don't even remember what that thing was called they just needed to do a little bit of balancing, man. And then advertise your game. Don't be exclusive to Epic Game Store. Get on Steam. The cycle, we'd all be playing it right now to this day, having a blast. It's just sad, man. It's just so weird. I, I cannot ever remember a game releasing them yanking the servers, changing it into a completely different game, and then re-releasing. But copying another game <laughs> yeah. that's not and all that popular. Game. Like, yeah. I get that if you love Escape from Tarkov, you love it, you know? But it's like, is Tarkov really that popular that you go, that's the game we want to copy? And I can't imagine they're going to steal a lot of Tarkov players. Yeah, right. Right. So I don't know. I, I I have trouble picturing the audience for this game too. But you know, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be a smashing success. I love it. It's going to be free, and I like fun <laughs> games. So I'm honestly hoping that it's great. I just not optimistic yeah. at all. Yeah, Paul's beta makes me not super excited. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, next story here. Let's talk about Lord of the Rings Gollum. All right. Now this game has popped up on our show in the past. Josh and I have kind of talked about how we're kind of morbidly curious to see what this game is. I don't think anyone wanted a game where you play as Gollum. I I don't know that this was on anyone's wish list, but here we are. They're going to be releasing this game, and a bunch of journalists got what they called a hands-off preview of the game. And I I noticed that we started seeing all these articles about Gollum, so I felt like we needed to bring it up. Now that we've been able to read some more details... What are your guys' impressions of this one? It's so goofy because I have seen very different reports on this game. The first one I read, I think, was from IGN. I was surfing around some of the gaming sites, and somebody basically just said, Gollum in its current iteration is less than impressive. And I read the article, and I went, ooh, because this game looked like it was going to be pretty good. And the... For those that don't know, this is Lord of the Rings, and it's going to be a stealth-based game. So if anybody's ever played Thief, it looks like it could be very akin to that. Um, Or what's the one with the little troll guy where he's sneaking around? Uh, Sticks. Sticks. Not uh, That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, And so... You know, it's all stealth based. You have to kind of sneakily make your way through these maps and you have little quests and missions that you have to do. You know, I don't, we don't know if he's going to Mordor or what he's doing. So, um, but their, their impression of it was this looks boring. Like all you're doing is stealthing around and climbing these ledges. They've made vines in these places that shouldn't have vines. So you know where you can climb up. 
And it it's very much on rails to where you don't get a lot of option in how you want to approach a level. It's just kind of like, here's, here's point A, here's point B, and there's only one route there. Don't get caught. You know, and so I remember reading it going like, oh, no, this is like, man, this is not a good review at all. And then, Paul, you shared an article from uh, I think it was Tech Raptor with us, right? Yeah, it was a little bit more positive and yeah. optimistic. Yeah, that one was saying like, hey, this looks pretty cool. You know, it's the stealth mechanics, your Gollum, your Smeagol. You actually have to kind of pick which of those personalities you want to side with and maybe which one's going to come forward for that level a little bit. Um, and so they had definitely more positive things to say about it. But the one thing that concerns me is even in that positive review, they still mentioned point A, point B, not a lot of options and then what you do in between. And with a stealth game, that just doesn't sound very interesting to me. No. See, I, I was actually kind of excited about this one a little bit um, with a couple of things I've read about, you know, your decision making and so forth actually plays into it. But this one has uh, admittedly kind of been off my radar because I, I love some Lord of the Rings games like Shadows of Mordor. Holy cow. Like, yeah. wow, what a great, great game. game. So what a great game. But once I read this was a sneak-based game, I mean, I just, I don't, I'm not a sneaky player. Like, even in uh, Elden Ring, it was like, <laughs> no, sword and board, I'm going to go in, I'm going to hit things. In fact, in our recent episode, the the most annoying, um, you know, trends for video games, one of the biggest things I brought up, as my honorable mentions, was when you sneak and you get spotted and you fail a mission i'm like i don't even like sneaking anyways this is really annoying to me <laughs> but I, I was still kind of excited about it because the options of maybe having the the narrative change as you play like as you play the game and i know that one of the things in this tech um <clears throat> in the tech radar um or tech raptor uh article was that basically said that you know at the end of the game or you know at many points of the game or whatever i don't know if it was a spoiler or not but basically you you get to ultimately convince either Gollum as Smeagol or Smeagol convinces Gollum or vice versa, you know, which one is the path to take based on which side, because it takes place in between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And so you're kind of in that conflicted time during Smeagol's life where he isn't completely taken over by the ring yet. He's still kind of got that halfling or Hobbit person still existing, but I don't know. It's, it's hearing about Josh talk about the conflicted reviews I just I I can't be any more like and I don't want to sound like curmudgeons now on this on this show because we've just talked about a game that was just like ah, I'm not excited about it and now I'm sitting here talking about the game ah, I'm not excited about it yeah it's, so get I get off my yeah, lawn yeah right <laughs> get off get off my, my mountain Smeagol yeah that's that's how I feel about it I'm with you though Michael I like a little bit of stealth I I don't have the patience for full stealth games because like you said you get you, you know you get spotted right at the end of the level and it's like well there it goes Lost Ark had a couple of those and I absolutely hated those levels hated them you know and so I like a mixture of combat and stealth. I do not enjoy all stealth and that's it. Now that's what Gollum sounds like. Now I love Middle Earth. Like the setting to me is very, very enticing. But even after this hands-off preview, my interest level has taken a hit, to be honest. Yeah. I think the last thing that I'll mention before we move on to our last story is uh, when, when the first three Lord of the Rings movies came out, well, and I, I know that there's older ones, like the animated ones in the 70s, but when the Peter Jackson trilogy came out, I was working at a movie theater for all three of those. And you cannot explain to someone who wasn't alive at the time just how big these movies were. Every single person you knew saw The Lord of the Rings in theaters, probably multiple times. And 
there are people in our Discord server when, Josh, you and I have brought up, now, you know, we're kind of old compared to a lot of gamers. <laughs> we have brought up Lord of the Rings, and there are so many adults in our Discord server who have never seen it. They're like, I'm 24. I was three when that movie came out, and I haven't seen it. And so a little part of me is like, I think we just waited too long to to try to make a Gollum game. The, the Return of the King is going to be 20 years old no, when this no game way. comes out. Are you serious? Yeah. 2003. Dude, the Lord of the Rings out. trilogy to this day is probably in my like top three just epic movie things. You know what I mean? Like It's 100%. one of those ones that jumps into my brain instantly. If you said, Josh, name some of your favorite movies. The Lord of the Rings trilogy is unbelievably good. Like, Josh, it's I one of the few times that I get excited to sit down and watch the four-hour the four hour right. director's cuts. I'm like, I'm excited to sit down and watch mm-hmm. this four-hour movie. I'm with you. Yeah. And so, yeah, you might be right, though, Paul. Like, Gollum's an interesting character. I don't know that he can carry a game like this. I'm I'm not writing it off, but I'm my interest level has taken a hit, especially after hearing some of the criticisms about this game. Yeah. Yeah, they might have just taken too long, because if you're 23 years old now... The only thing you really know is the Hobbit trilogy, which is not very good. It's not it's okay. as good as the It's okay. I don't, I don't dislike it, but it's not as good as the original trilogy. No. I think without no Lord of the Rings, it would have been a colossal blockbuster failure, and it just wouldn't... Like, if you were just basing that off of the Hobbit, the book, it, it'd have been like, this, this was not good. So Yeah, yeah. it should have been one movie, clearly, because it's yeah. a short book. <laughs> just give it All right. And then to balance things out, that way we're not just crapping on games that we're <laughs> was, not excited about. I was going to ask you about that and be like, is our next one a curmudgeon-y old man? Yeah. We watch Lord of the Rings and Hobbit's terrible pick. <laughs> yeah, let's talk more about Battlefield tw- uh, 2042. No. All right, so let's talk a little bit about <laughs> the free game that was available this week. I know it'll no longer be available when the game releases, but I think a lot of people got really excited in our Discord when they saw that the Bioshock collection was completely free through Epic Game Store. And this is Bioshock 1 and 2 remastered. It's also Bioshock Infinite. It's all of the additional content from the season passes and and all of that completely for free, which is normally a $60 game. And these games are absolute classics and I really hope a lot of people were able to take advantage of this because you absolutely should play Bioshock if you never have. I this is one of those things where you we kind of talked about how if people were a little bit younger maybe they missed the heyday of Lord of the Rings. BioShock is one of those game series that everybody should play. And I think now I have not played one in quite a while, but I think that they would hold up to this day especially if they're the remastered versions. It it, it there is no reason to not experience what BioShock is. I I have not ever met somebody that went I don't like BioShock. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just one of those games where it's it's good all the way around. The gameplay is good. The story is incredible. There's a great plot to it. There might even be a twist to it. And then the sequel. You know, you play the first one, and it's like this was great. And then you play the sequel, and the Bioshock Two builds on that, and then it gives you more combat ability. Like you can kind of approach things how you want. And you have some choices that you need to make. And then everybody went great. And then Bioshock Infinite came out. And I still remember being blown away by how good Bioshock Infinite was and how beautiful that game was because it takes the setting from under the ocean and takes you up into the clouds. And everybody went, wait, what? And it worked so well, man. It was such (laughs) a neat change of pace, but yet maintained everything that made Bioshock good. 
Again, amazing plot, great story, maybe a twist in that one too. Not going to spoil anything, but if you have not played the Bioshock series, you are seriously missing out. I can't think like this would be like giving Mass Effect or Dragon Age away. Like there's no reason to not play this. Right. So if I mean, like you said, Paul, I think it's if you're listening to this after like eight o'clock on the day it releases, it might be too late. But we've announced it to our Discord. We're going to post it to socials to try to remind everybody to pick this up because it's an absolutely incredible series of games. And hopefully, y'all did take advantage of it. Um, <laughs> so go back in the past, right? If you if you forgot, read our socials at uh, Multiplayer Pod <laughs> anywhere. Uh, but the biggest thing also is that. It's funny, I was thinking about that. I don't think that Bioshock really has made a lot of our tournament. We've done like five or six tournaments now since I've been on the show, like with the drafts. I don't think anything Bioshock has made it. I'm like, that's kind of a sin. Uh, like, Bioshock is so much. I nominated the big daddy for best you did, gaming that's right. dad. For yep. best gaming dad. <laughs> I wasn't and, on that And, yet, and I was laughed at because of that. And I still stand <laughs> yeah. by it. Because when you come across one of those big daddies in that game, and you go... Man, I have to fight this thing if I want that Eve that that little sister has. And you yep. want the Eve, buddy. But then you're like, I feel like a jerk. And that big daddy's <laughs> tough, man. Those things are not easy to kill. You know what? Yeah, it, I, it's also... Fu- oh, go ahead, Paul. Sorry. Just- uh, I was going to say, I, I do think Michael's right that we haven't brought up Bioshock in any of the tournaments since then. And that was our very first one, Best Gaming Dad. So... Yeah, Bioshock might need a little more love in our tournaments going forward. Yeah, we forward. gotta love that game a whole bunch. And honestly, um, excuse me, even if you didn't, even if you didn't pick it up, pick it up anyways and play it. The whole thing, like it's it's sixty dollars that you will spend well if you miss the free window. Like I'll say this, like all of us are nodding our heads right now, and it's great. And not to mention because Netflix picked it up um, a couple of months ago to make a Bioshock movie that's being directed by Gore Verbinski, who did the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Remember back when that series was good? Um, yeah. And so I just, I think it's one of those things where if you want to play through, spend the next, you know, several months to a year until the movie comes out, play through it, have a great time with all three of them, plus the DLC, and just really appreciate that world. Because it's a very unique world and it's totally worth it. Yeah, totally agree. Or if nothing else, just get the first game. It's 20 bucks. I think the first one's actually the best. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is the best. Yeah. Infinite was really yeah. good. I was very pleasantly surprised by Infinite. Two, I don't remember a whole, whole lot, to to be honest with you. I, I, like, I seem to remember it being fine. Like It's not like it was a trash sequel or anything like that. But yeah, just it, it's an opportunity to play an absolutely amazing series in, in gaming that I think a lot of people probably haven't. And the fact that they made everything free was really cool. Yeah, it's so cool to see when the free game on Epic Game Store is actually a great one. Mm. So, all right. Well, we are actually out of time for today. So that was This Week in Gaming. We will have a Quick Take episode coming out on Saturday. And then after that, we will have a bonus round episode on Monday that we can't wait to get to. And, uh, you know, if you want to get some earlier head notice on free games like this, we always talk about this kind of stuff in Discord. There's a link in the episode description. You can come join us on there completely free. We do keep things family friendly on our Discord, same as on the show. So, you know, we do moderate it. We have an awesome community. We would love to have you guys on there as well. And just as a reminder, if you want to see our Patreon page, check out MultiplayerSquad.com. And I think that takes care of everything here for the show. So. We'll see you guys next time. It was a good show. It was a good show. Happy gaming to you, gentlemen, as well. Thank you. And happy gaming to all of you out there. Always a good show. All right. (laughs) See you, everybody. Cheers. I'll see you next time.